Saishalokan Ati Chanda Vegu Vikarashi Tvamkhalu Kalayana Bhutani Bhuteranumeya Tattvo Vayur Iva Vishaya Vikarashashi destroys Tvam your lordship Khalu however Kalayana in due course of time Bhutani all the living entities Bhutai by other living entities Anumeya Tattvaha the absolute truth can be guessed. Ghanavali, the clouds. Vayu, air. Eva, like. Avishthahayaha, unbearable. Translation and purport by Srila Prabhupada. My dear Lord, your absolute authority cannot be directly experienced. But one can guess by seeing the activities of the world that everything is being destroyed in due course of time. The force of time is very strong and everything is being destroyed by something else just as one animal is being eaten by another animal time scatters everything exactly as the wind scatters clouds in the sky 
purport the process of destruction is going on according to the law of nature nothing within this material world can be permanent although scientists philosophers workers and everyone else are trying to make things permanent one foolish scientist recently declared that eventually life will be made permanent through science some so called scientists are also trying to manufacture living entities within the laboratory thus in one way or the other everyone is busy denying the existence of the supreme personality of god and rejecting the supreme authority of the lord however the lord is so powerful that he destroys everything in the form of death as krishna says in bhagavad gita 1034 mrityu sarvaharascham i am all devouring death the lord is just like death to the atheist for he takes away everything they accumulate in the material world hiranyakashipu the father of prahlad always denied the existence of the lord and he tried to kill his 5 year old boy due to the boy's unflinching faith in god however in due course of time the lord appeared as narsimha dev and killed hiranyakashipu in the presence of his son as stated in shrimad bhagavatam 1:13:47 this killing process is natural jeevo jeevasya jeevanam one animal is food for another animal a frog is eaten by a snake a snake is eaten by a mongoose and the mongoose is eaten by another animal in this way the process of destruction goes on by the supreme will of the lord although we do not see the hand of the supreme lord directly we can feel the presence of that hand through the lord's process of destruction we can see the clouds scattered in the uh, scattered by the wind although we cannot see how this is being done but it uh, because it is not possible to see the wind similarly although we do not directly see the supreme personality of godhead we can see that he controls the process of destruction the destructive process is going on fiercely under the control of the lord but the atheists cannot see it om gyana timirandasya gyananjana shanakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay shri gurave namah श्री चैतन्यमुखिष्टस्थापितेनुतलीयूपाकदाहेदाते श्रीराधाकृष्णपादलिताशाखा नमा विष्णुपादा कृष्णपृष्ठा 
ಶ್ರೀಮತೆ ಭಕ್ತಿವೇದಾಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮೀನಿ ನಮಸ್ತೆ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ದೇವೆ ಗೌರವಾನಿ ಪ್ರಚಾರಿಣಿ ನಿರ್ಭಿಷೇಷಶೃಂಗವಾದಿ ಪಾಶ್ಚಾತ್ಯೇಷತಾರಿಣಿ ನಮೋ ಮಹಾವದನ್ಯಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪ್ರೇಮ ಪ್ರದಾಯತೆ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ನಾಮಿನೇ ಗೌರತಿಷೇ ನಮಃ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕರುಣಾ ಸಿಂಧು ದೀನಬಂಧು ಜಗತ್ಪತಿ ಗೋಪೇಶ ಗೋಪಿಕಾಕಾಂತ ಶಿರಾಧಾಕಾಂತನಸುತೆ ತತ್ತಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಾಂಗಿ ಶಿರಾಧೆ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿ ನೀಲಾಚಲ ನಿವಾಸ ನಿತ್ಯ ಪರಮಾತ್ಮನ ಬಲಭದ್ರ ಸುಭದ್ರಾಭ್ಯಗನ್ನಾಥಾಯ ನಮಃ ವಾಂಚಾ ತಿರುಪತರುಭ್ಯಸಿಂಧೂಭೇವಚ ಪತೀತೇಭ್ಯೋ ವೈಷ್ಣವೇಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ನಮಃ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭೋ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀಯಾದ್ವೈತಗದಾಧಾರ ಶಿವಾಸವೇಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಮುಖಂ ಕರೋತಿ ವಾಚಾನಂಪಂಗಾಯಿತೇ ಯತ್ಕೃಪಾ ತಮಂ ವಂದೇ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರೂ ದೀನತಾರ್ಯ I seek the blessings of all the Vaishnavas assembled here so that I can make some humble attempt to glorify Srimad Bhagavatam. My dear Lord, your absolute authority cannot be directly experienced, but one can guess by seeing the activities of the world that everything is being destroyed in due course of time. The force of time is very strong and everything is being destroyed by something else. just as one animal is being eaten by another animal time scatters everything exactly as the wind scatters clouds in the sky
There is a common saying that time and tide waits for none. We see the materialistic notions of the society that everyone is running after time, everyone is running for time and nobody has time. In fact, whole life goes away chasing time. In a futile attempt to uh, grab on to time, buy time, but herein we see such a wonderful revelation that time we see such a wonderful revelation that time is Krishna time is and therefore time is everything But the difference is that whereas an atheistic mentality gears and steers towards combating time, the spirit of, de the spirit of devotion dictates or the spirit of uh, devotion delineates that We take shelter of time. That is the difference. Srila Prabhupada points out in the Bhagavad here that materialistic people are engaged in a fierce attempt to make everything permanent. That is the combat, that is the fight. That is the combat of the materialistic people. Because time reduces everything to dust and powder. And that's where uh, the aspect of destruction is very prominently uh, explained in the purport by Srila Prabhupada. That yes, time reduces everything to dust and powder. And therefore, from a materialistic mindset, there is always a combat, there is always a challenge. There is always a challenge. 
So the modern day materialistic notion is a mentality of uh, is a mentality of grabbing and therefore we see that as the materialistic civilization progresses the uh, uh, the patience in people gets reduced in fact we see one of the symptoms of kaliyuga people have very less patience uh, the the aspect of patience is reduced the and therefore in in the same proportion the 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 magnitude of restlessness is amplified or is enhanced the reason is because the society as it becomes more and more progressive it becomes more and more difficult to tolerate time and therefore people don't want to wait and therefore the modern day materialistic notion is that sense enjoyment let me grab it now let us not wait because because as the scriptures explain time is going to take it off the the entire fever the entire illusion is going to be demystified by time is going to be destroyed by to dust and powder and this is what we understand from the scriptures this is what we understand as the uh, the verdict of the shastras and the acharyas but the modern day notion is that they cannot uh, so if we can see that yes that how this aspect of uh from an atheistic mentality the aspect of envy to the lord comes out is in the form that people are not even able to tolerate time with nobody the, the patience is lost the restlessness is increased and therefore all the notions of sense gratification what we have all the notions of materialistic enjoyment which people have are all instant satiation are all based on instant satiation <clears throat> even the notions of uh, even the notions of uh, uh, even the notions of so called a uh, uh, planned uh, effort towards achieving uh, uh, towards achieving a state of long lasting happiness are not much prevalent are not much prevalent actually like we see in the western world uh the one of the things i have prominently seen here in singapore as well at least these two places uh is that is just like say for example uh uh from uh from an indian perspective we can see or the notion is that that yes Uh, a very good and deep education can lead you to a higher status of life your thought processes evolved and you know, financially you can be more sound it's going to be more stable but i see even this basic feature is not ingrained in the society here many people are not after education you know therefore higher education actually the the the, the, the universities here become uh, uh when when it comes to higher education research level education the universities here become uh, you know uh, in that sense empty of the own uh, you know the own products from the country whether it is the the the, the aussie breed or you know from singapore's perspective the singaporeans you know so they have to uh, in that way import or outsource by you know, you know people from china and india especially you know to do research actually because the point is that even the notion of 
so the point which i am trying to make is that that even this notion of uh, you know endeavoring uh, a long term endeavor to attain a state of happiness to attain a state of uh, uh, is not there in the modern society and that's where we understand the 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 perspective is that yes because time is krishna from an atheistic perspective people are not even able to tolerate time and therefore you know the notion is that okay if i don't uh, engage in sense gratification now i will lose it it has to be done right now it has to be done right here that is the notion actually that that is the notion whereas here in this beautiful prayer by lord shiva the the wonderful revelation is that that yes we uh, we as a devotee we we do know that time reduces everything to dust and powder but the fact to highlight upon is that what is reduced to dust and powder is the illusion and the aspect to be focused on is that time is everything the aspect to focus on is that time is everything and therefore the matrix what we understand is that 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 yes because time is krishna time is everything if we simply leave things up to time the lord arranges and reveals everything and everything uh, fits into a proper perspective so therefore we can see that in the form of uh, time factor uh, krishna's uh, personal reciprocation with each one of us so we can see yes so the uh, uh, scriptures explain that so in the form of time factor we can see krishna's personal reciprocation in our lives actually that how in the form of time the lord exposes the illusion the lord uh, smashes uh, the intoxication and in that way krishna is personally helping us to awaken to the reality of life that is that is krishna's personal love actually because if we if we start relating with the time factor one can understand that yes krishna is so merciful that uh, krishna is so merciful he is so much personally involved in our lives actually not only in a devotee's life but every materialistic person's life for example because we see that the network of illusion in this world is very strong it is so strong that it uh, triggers a perpetual series of uh, cascading layers of illusion one after the other one layer of illusion uh, no uh, begets another layer of illusion and that begets another layer of deeper delusion and so on and this this loop keeps going on so the so the point is that 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 this whole aspect of illusion is so strong that it is practically impossible to get out of it so if only uh 
the feature of this world had been a had been a constant curve of display of illusion it would have been very difficult to get out of this world but the beautiful feature of the world the beautiful feature of life is we can see that illusion does hit us but it is not a continuous wave it is always a pulsed wave that means uh that illusion hits us so there is a time when the when the spike of illusion when the spike of anartha is very strong but then after some time the spike reduces the spike reduces the the infatuation uh uh hits us strong but the infatuation fades off also in due course of time so that is uh so that is the lord's mercy actually because when the when the sway of illusion hits us that time it is impossible to combat with it that time it is impossible to overcome it but when the wave has receded it is possible to overcome it it is possible to overcome it i have seen even from a uh, even from the viewpoint of uh, materialistic people when when people are hit with agony the the force is very strong so strong that one may not see anything one may see abject darkness complete darkness all around that that's how the force of uh, uh, the force of agony is so strong it practically uh, pulverizes everything a person has but then a day or two passes few days passes and the same person he is he is able to come up the same person is able to come up in reconciliating with the aspect of what has happened and he is able to see what to do further where to move forward so this is the point actually in this way we can see as uh in this way we can see that the illusion of this world and uh the the illusion of this world and the presence uh, and the hand of the lord are both intertwined with each other the intertwining is so intricate that uh it's the the intertwining is so intricate that that on one hand one is being pulled towards illusion but at the same time the other effect which is happening is that one is getting opportunity after opportunity to get out of it one is getting opportunity after opportunity to get out of it a simple uh, uh, corollary of uh, a simple corollary result of this we can see that yes when people interface suffering then it gives them a very good it 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 presents or it poses uh, a very good probability of their coming to krishna consciousness the scriptures also talk about it arthavarthati gyani so 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 hitting uh, with the frustrations of life gives a very great opportunity actually so so in that way we can see that yes on one hand illusion is playing its game in that in terms of provoking the the the, the living entity but on the other hand the lord is also playing actually in terms of giving opportunity after opportunity so this is from the perspective of misery but now if we see if we analyze even the nature of happiness in this world we see from the perspective of happiness is that the 
the happiness is perceived of happiness till the time a person doesn't get it till the time a person doesn't get it it is perceived as happiness once a person starts interfacing if at all he gets it but when a person starts interfacing it one of the features which happens is that person loses the taste for that happiness and therefore that happiness no longer remains that appealing which he had fancied when he didn't have it so that is one of the feature which we see also that means that that notion of happiness is minimized so so this is the point actually uh this is the point that in this way uh, whether it is misery or whether it is happiness uh the lord is giving opportunity after opportunity in demystifying the intoxication of uh in demystifying the intoxication of happiness on one hand the notion of material happiness and secondly on the other hand in in showing or opening doors within the you know within the uh so in showing doors within the uh you know within the overwhelming uh, not choking effect of agony so in both ways the lord is acting actually in this way uh in both these ways the lord is acting and therefore we can understand so that's what is being explained in the translation that yes in one hand because the illusion is constantly active therefore the absolute authority of the lord cannot be experienced because the illusion is very prominently active but on the other hand we can uh we can guess there is the opportunity for us the probability is always enhanced you know we we come to a uh, the surrounding or a setting in which the probability is always enhanced for us to awaken because everything is being destroyed in the new course of time and this is such a beautiful reciprocation of the lord in his feature as the kal of actor so the lord is personally uh in the form of time uh uh in the form of time revealing helping us to move forward to steer through or pierce through this uh, mire of illusion <coughs> so the aspect to highlight is this that the lord is very active in our lives and we can see this in the form of time factor the lord is very active the lord is going to expose the illusions the lord is going to help us shila gajendra maharaj in one of his prayers gajendra maharaj is glorifying the lord he uses the words oh lord i am taking shelter of you and i see you as the complete i i see you as a complete eternal shelter but do not think that because i am an animal stooped with ignorance 
and therefore I am speaking like this. So Gajendra Maharaj is saying that don't think that oh Lord just because I am an animal in ignorance that is not why I am saying like this. I am saying this because oh Lord you are alalaya. He uses the word Gajendra Maharaj uses the word alalaya. Because oh Lord you are alalaya therefore I want to take shelter of you. And Srila Prabhupada explains in the purport very beautifully the meaning of this word. And, Shila, uh, uh, and Prabhupada explains that Alalaya means so Alalaya is a name of the Lord who is and Prabhupada explains in the purport who is working hard towards the deliverance of the living entity. And therefore uh, the the uh, the explanation is that, that the Lord is never uh, lazy towards the deliverance of the living entity. The Lord is continuously working uh, hard to help the living entity towards the deliverance of the living entity. And that's what Vedanta Maharaj is praying that because of this so because you are Alalaya, therefore I want to take shelter of you, O Lord. So yes, uh, scriptures also talk about that, yes, in this same factor, the Kala factor, the Paramatma, uh, he, 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 is, uh, he is so much, uh, uh, he is so much focused towards the deliverance of the living entity, and the Paramatma doesn't even sit. The Paramatma doesn't even blink his eyes. And that's what is uh, not, that's what is explained. So the Paramatma he doesn't even say it, doesn't even blink his eyes. He's always there with the living entity So he's always there with us. He's always there with us. <clears throat> so that way we can understand uh, that so in, in that same way, we can understand uh, we can understand the love, the personal reciprocation of the Supreme Lord. So, so as a devotee, we need to remind ourselves time and again that in life, uh, nothing is impersonal in life. Nothing is happening uh, out of uh, uh, nothing is happening out of randomness. Everything is being very strategically, uh, very lovingly laid out by the Supreme God. Laid out by the Supreme God. And therefore, we see in these, uh, uh, in these prayers, uh, the aspect of destruction is being glorified. The aspect of destruction is being glorified. Because things are destroyed. Because things are shattered. That's glorious in many ways. So, this is an interesting thing that yes... How can uh, the aspect of uh, uh, destruction be glorious? How can the aspect of shattering be glorious? How can the aspect of uh, uh, you know, shutdown, how can the aspect of uh, uh, how, can, uh, how can this aspect of shutdown, pulverization be glorious actually? So uh, so in many ways uh, the Lord acts uh, to awaken 
In many ways the Lord acts to awaken us. In many ways the Lord acts to actually catapult us actually and take us to a higher dimension in which our vision, in which our perspectives can get more broadened like that. Just like, uh, uh, so it's just like in simple words we can say that yes, just like sometimes when we do exercise, you know, exercise is painful to the body. It's not a very pleasurable experience. You know, anything, uh, and, uh, so if one is doing a workout, if one is doing push-ups, pull-ups, it's painful to the body. It's not very uh, appealing. It's not very pleasurable to the body. But going through that experience brings one to a much better state of functioning, of, uh, and yes, physical strength is also related to mental strength. So in that case, not only functioning, but also uh, uh, you know, on a physical level, but uh, from a from a mental perspective as well, mental and intellectual perspective as well. So, everything which is uh, uh, which is titillating in a positive sense may not be uh, resulting in a uh, in a positive result. I remember uh, one time I was uh, uh, <coughs> We were discussing, uh, so I was spending some, uh, I happened to get association of Dayaram Prabhu. So, he is uh, our president of Calcutta Temple. Uh, so, Prabhu is a bureau member as well and he is, uh, he's been involved with, uh, uh, you know, getting the Calcutta Temple out of the Ritviks and then the Bangalore Temple and like that. So, I was asking Prabhuji that many times you, you have to deal with court cases and you have to deal with such a... Uh, uh, such fierce aspects, you know, you have to defend ISKCON you know, on, on these fronts. How did you do it? Actually, means like, uh, it's, it's really tough actually dealing with, uh, um, dealing with this kind of challenges. So I was wanting to ask actually. Then, uh, then I remember it was a very enlivening and very, uh, uh, I mean, it was a very enlightening conversation for me. Prabhu was sharing with me. So we, we, were, we, had, we were spending a good amount of time. We were roaming around IIT campus actually. 2400 acre IIT Kharagpur campus. And then we were talking. So, so then he was sharing. He was telling that actually I like. Uh, uh, I am very fond of history. Prabhu was telling. And it was very insightful for me. Because uh, 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 history. Uh, so Prabhu was telling. Uh, he, he, he's very, he was very happy about history. You know like that. And he said that, uh, he said that when I, uh, so Prabhu was telling me that, you see, when I read about, uh, when I read about, uh, no, uh, history or the, no, how, uh, so then I have seen, you know, civilizations have come, civilizations have gone, you know, the empires have come, the empires have gone. So he was mentioning this. And I have seen that, that yes, people have taken decisions that the whole dynasty has been ruined and uh, things have come, things have crumbled, you know, the history talks about it actually, history talks about all this. And then Prabhuji was sharing that, that, that when I have seen this, uh, so, so when I read this, it, it, it gives me you know, so much strength that yes, you know, we can also take strong decisions and stands for Krishna actually. You know, like that. That, you know, it's, you know, things will come, things will go, problems come, problems go, you know, civilizations have come, civilizations have gone like that. We should remain steadfast in Krishna's service. It was a very inspiring uh, association for me and, and like, I, you uh, know, replay that, you know, association again and again, you know, like that to, to, to get strength. But this is the point actually. 
that in this way yes the instruction aspect is very glorious because it can bring our pointers to the right perspective it is very glorious things uh, are shattered it is very glorious actually things are shattered it's very glorious <coughs> so uh, so i remember actually when i had just graduated uh, that time uh, because the wave of uh, you know materialistic ambitions was so strong although there were very deep desires to serve krishna uh, like that but because of the waves around the effect was there like that and uh, owing to this effect uh, i remember i was uh, uh, i sat for placements uh, in a very high paying company that time our our you know microsoft like that and uh, so i sat for the placements and uh, uh, for microsoft and i knew this microsoft will not take me to you know our devotee association you know because uh, uh, and i wanted to go to pune to devotee association but then because of these waves i sat for this company and it was a very amazing day why because uh, the day when the interview happened uh, the person who was interviewing so he was asking me questions and i don't know what happened to me i was i was not nervous but i don't know i was not able to speak properly and he felt that i am not comfortable speaking in english and he started telling me you can speak in hindi also with me not a problem be cool be peaceful and all that and i was not nervous and uh, and i don't know what had happened to me it was amazing actually later i felt it was amazing but that time it was a catastrophe actually so this was the case and the the pressure and everything was so much that i couldn't solve the problems which i knew and i was you know inside things were going moving forward but i was speaking something else and and anyways the result i got rejected so so when this happened then the the whole anguish of the thing the next day uh, so the whole anguish of the thing was such that after that i never sat for any other company actually i stayed went to pune na like that and and uh, and 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 that was so amazing actually stayed went to pune and had so much services to do and uh, so much of because i was there uh, and so much association radhesham to go so it was a very enlivening experience but it required some amount of shattering for me to be able to take that step actually and uh, to this day i feel it was uh, an amazing reciprocation of the lord because here i was little bit on the verge of getting lost and i got a tight uh, hit and because that tight hit actually set me in the right projectile motion towards uh, you know uh, um, a wonderful association a wonderful spiritual and you know, etc so yes destruction in that way can be glorious so therefore a devotee doesn't run away from time the devotee is not fearful of time a devotee is not fearful of time in fact uh, as a devotee uh, uh, we can understand that yes uh, you know we can never make a mistake if we leave things to get resolved in due course of time when many things are not uh, uh perceivable understandable by us even as a devotee there are many things which we may not be able to comprehend which may not be digestible all of a sudden but but we always stand to gain we will never stand to lose if we just leave it on time if we don't make a snap decision about it 
we don't make a snap decision about it then we we, we are never going to make mistake because time reveals everything in a very wonderful way actually it's like this we see even in our devotee circle the relationship problems uh, or sometimes you know fights are because of misunderstanding and misunderstanding is uh, misunderstanding is an effect of taking a snap decision about the attitude of a person it's a decision taken in a snap moment that okay because this devotee in this incident he behaved with me like this therefore he is like that therefore like we are now on critical terms to each other so it's a snap decision if one simply doesn't you know if one simply increases the time gap between the decision and the processing you just leave it to time in due course of time one will not have that intensity or that critical attitude and one can see that okay uh so so that uh no and it will save all the harshness all the mental pain which happens actually so misunderstanding is a snap decision actually otherwise if we see over a period of time then it's just not possible that one can develop uh antipathy towards a devotee any devotee it's just not possible actually because yes in one sense that yes as sadhakas as uh, um, as uh, as as sadhakas we uh, not the devotees can make mistakes but devotees cannot be bad mistakes are possible but devotees cannot be bad then how to differentiate a mistake and an uh, you know and an attitude unless we leave it to time to reveal if, unless we we learn to do, do not decide to not take stands on the spur of the moment to not take instant stands we are never going to uh, learn that we are never going to learn that so in that way as a devotee uh we need to learn to uh, no uh, we need to learn to depend on time we need to learn to depend on time and there are going to be uh, now uh, such times as well when uh, when it becomes very difficult to take it up so sometimes the 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 many at times the the uh, the steering of service may become intolerable so the the heat the the amount of uh, uh, the amount of uh, energy it requires physically mentally may be very difficult for one to take it up actually so in that case snap decision may be i leave it i cannot manage i leave it but then if we can just learn the aspect that okay let me leave it to time let me leave it to krishna krishna in due course of time is going to reveal everything actually so if we so as one aspect uh, the, the one aspect of you uh, know depending on the time factor or depending on the lord in the time factor is that that yes uh, uh, to cut down on this uh, when, uh, to cut down on this attitude of taking snap decisions making snap judgments making snap judgments or taking snap decisions actually because uh, we will always stand to you know snap decisions uh, always uh, you know uh, deviate our lives into you know abrupt trajectories which make the whole uh, uh, which complicates uh, our life completely which complicates our life so this is one aspect of uh, <coughs> this is one aspect of uh, uh, of the time factor sometimes devotees say because uh, i know sometimes i uh, know devotees say that okay because i was wrongly treated now why should i be empathetic 
because uh, because nobody had been uh, you know sympathetic towards me or soft towards me why should i be like that you know sometimes this kind of uh, uh, because it was hard on me i have also become hard no so so sometimes this aspect comes now this is where we need to understand the lord is working in our lives in a day to day factor krishna consciousness 100% works but the only way it works is that it works in time in due course of time it is going to work actually and therefore uh, in due course of time it is going to work and therefore the point is that uh, uh, it is very important to uh, invest uh, uh, with that faith so th- therefore we can see that as a sadhaka one needs to uh, one needs to have that intellectual faith or that at least on the intellectual platform one needs to have that faith that actually krishna is uh, involved in my life and in due course of time everything is going to be auspicious just like many times i have seen uh, so so the point is that let me do my role let me continue my service my commitment uh to krishna let that not waver in terms of my commitment in terms of sadhana in terms of vaishna seva in terms of uh no uh, sankirtan so so let me continue my service and my commitment and wait for the lord to reveal things further wait for the lord to reveal things further just like i have seen many times you uh, know uh, just like in a symphony so when there is a symphony we see that uh different people they are playing different kinds of instruments this is a huge lot of and yes and then there is a director who is coordinating everything and uh, so and then uh, giving directions on who should play at what note and things like that so so the point is that now uh, so when there is a symphony then the focus on an individual person should be that okay let me put my role properly my role may not be the overall performance because if we in that way hear a symphony it is not so easy to decipher uh, a single uh, no instrument really one may need a lot of uh, no uh, sense to be able to really filter out a particular instrument out of a symphony but the overall impact of a symphony may be very endearing may be very enlivening actually because the symphony is being playing so many players are playing actually so in that way we can understand that the individual's role is not the actual performance but if the individual continues to play the role the actual performance may become very nice it adds on it did adds on to a positive service and there is a, there is another aspect which i have seen in the symphony so this i was uh, this i was feeling because i was hearing uh, uh, some of george harrison's concerts actually so there are also many multiple instruments so there were then i was seeing that at some point of time actually now prabhu ji was playing his uh, guitar the electric guitar and that effect was overwhelming the, the that effect was overwhelming so there i was just meditating on, and, and it was very enlivening you know the, the 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 sound of the musical guitar in that way was very much uh, you know uh, uh, enlivening in that sense so i was just wondering that yes another aspect is also that it it doesn't matter uh, you know what you are playing so you may be playing an instrument and you may be playing very good and you may be playing very hard but that you know but what matters also is that which instrument is being amplified by the centralized systems 
Yeah, because when Prabhuji was playing, other people were also playing other instruments. But then this, you know, this guitar was so prominent. So that's the point, actually. That we may say that, okay, uh, now I am, uh, now, so, so one may be playing a particular instrument and that may be an expert play, but if that is not amplified by the universal centralized systems, then it is not going to have any impact. Now that is the point. That the central amplification system is very important. Which instrument is getting amplified, actually? So we need to understand, therefore we need to understand that, yes, let me stick on to the principles of dharma on a day-to-day scale actually. Because the Lord, if He wants, He can amplify. You know, and then uh, He can amplify anything actually. He can amplify anyone's contribution. He can amplify anything actually. So in one sense, yes, that my uh, day-to-day small little uh, role is adding on to the entire uh, culture of what is called as what people perceive as Krishna consciousness and second it is the centralized amplification system it is up to the Lord whether he wants to favor or whether he wants to uh, so whether he wants to enhance or whether he wants to put down uh, in terms of resistance that way but whatever be the case it is, a, it is everything is in the Supreme Lord's hand and everything, uh, no, the net outcome. Now the other aspect is that, that whether a particular instrument is amplified or not, if the symphony is a hit, then everyone is successful. That is the point actually, is it not? So it's not that my note is accredited and amplified, but it is that entire symphony, whether it is successful or not. In this way, uh, uh, in this way, actually, we can relate with the Supreme Lord in, in a day-to-day scale. We can relate. Uh, so this, this aspect of time factor uh, is a very wonderful revelation. And as a sadhaka, if we can learn to develop a relationship with the Lord in the form of time factor, then we can start seeing uh, everything from a very personal perspective. And it's just like, in that sense, one can actually, we can learn the language of love. Because the language of love is, uh, the language of love is that, that okay, when, when the people are happy, then uh, they want to celebrate with the people they love. That's that what love means. And when people are frustrated, there is misery, actually you want to share and take support and like that. So, whether it is happiness or it is misery, it is always the loved ones, like that. So, when in that way, when we start uh, developing our relationship with the with the with the Paramatma, with the time factor, we can start seeing things in a very personal perspective. Then it, it actually uh, it actually awakens that loving spirit. That whether it is a good time or a bad time, we always want to take shelter of the Lord and share with Him, celebrate with Him, like that, and work out with Him, cry with Him. You know, that is cry to the Lord, and we you know. Uh, so in that way, uh, that being the way, then the Lord becomes more prominent, and and one starts getting dissociated with the waxing and waning effects of, uh, of this material illusion, which sometimes gives us uh, an intoxicating happiness and sometimes it gives us a, a debilitating you know, misery. So, so one starts getting dissociated with that and starts coming to a constant platform of this reciprocation with the Lord actually. And the Lord is reciprocating with us every every single moment. So in this way, we can see that yes, the Lord as a time factor uh, is personally reciprocating with us. The more we recognize it, the more we continue playing our own role, the more it will benefit. And that's why in the in the translation it is being said, such a beautiful analogy which is given, just like 
the wind scatters the clouds in the sky so yes time and again we are going to be clouded by by provocations by anarthas by so many ornamental uh, speculations on our own part but the lord is so merciful that just like a wind it is going he is going to come and actually he is going to shatter off scatter off all these clouds actually and time and again we are going to see the sun actually time and again we are going to see the sun <coughs> so uh so to summarize uh uh so we we touched on the aspect that actually materialistic people uh, out of the envy of the lord they cannot even tolerate the time factor and therefore the patience and restlessness is there so the modern day notion is uh, now that okay let me grab time because uh, now time can reduce everything to nothing but they don't realize the aspect that although time can reduce everything to nothing but time itself is everything if we learn to take shelter of time and then we were done talking about the aspect that destruction or uh, shattering of uh, dreams ambitions and uh, is a glorious phase because many times it can awaken us to a higher level or realm of reality so then we were talking about that we can understand time is everything by god's continuous and perpetual efforts to help us towards deliverance and then we were uh, so and then we embarked upon the aspect that yes how to uh, learn to depend on time is uh, so we were talking about so in that we were talking about that yes uh, uh, we 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 just leave it we just don't take snap decisions in our life whether it comes to you know our services or relationships then you can see that that's one aspect of dependence on time and the second is that when we are taking the example of symphony we are saying that let, let me play my role whether it is amplified or not whether or no my role is the you know is much different from the actual performance but yes let me just go on playing my role actually and then and, and then we you know ended on that point that yes in this way we can actually learn to develop our uh, love with the supreme lord and in our day to day life we can see personal reciprocation of the supreme lord we'll stop here shilapopad ki yeah. if there are any one question we can take a pause no comments please yes, uh, the lead guitarist has a volume switch <laughs> <laughs> and uh my guitar especially um the kind of guitar that George Harrison plays there are different settings even for the pickups so the volume is determined by the guitarist okay. not by somebody else although the setting is tweaked before the concert he actually had, the, the player has control of the volume right of course I've read this all out before mm-hmm. but very nice example it's a, a very nice example that he gave of the of the, the, the uh, symphony and how everybody plays a part But it isn't somebody else picking out the volume. Mm. Maybe not quite correct, but it's mm. yes, a nice example of the of, of the symphony. But um, uh, you know, it's interesting to look at um, something like Mishmedev, who was being destroyed by time, mm. right? But he accepted it; he wasn't disturbed by it. 
It must be, it, it, it requires a great level of uh, realization to accept that, say, all of the things that you work for maybe destroy you mm. due course of time. Um, so, how does one overcome the feeling of uh, <coughs> insignificance and, and um, uh, um, the, the um, realization that all of one's efforts ultimately will be just destroyed. So one can become very depressed by that. Hmm. How do we overcome that? <coughs> How do we overcome the effects of uh, insignificance? Yeah, you know, you might feel very, you know, I work so hard, but everything gets destroyed in due course of time. Why bother? Why do anything? Hmm. Hmm. So, Prabhuji, uh, my, uh, yeah. my, my, my understanding, uh, <coughs> what is destroyed is, uh, uh, <coughs> what is destroyed is the material arrangement. So that way we can see that on the material scale things can be destroyed, uh, things are prone to be failure, but on the spiritual scale or the spiritual plane, I have seen, uh, 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 there is no destruction. Because when one endeavors for Krishna, then uh, the kind of uh, realizations which one gets, you know, one is ascending on that plane actually. It gives a completely different uh, perspective. Uh, so, so there, there may be uh, failure on one level, but then uh, on the material level, but actually uh, in terms of the, the uh, we, we understand, firstly we understand that there is no absolute failure. Like, like there, there is no failure on the absolute level. Like for example, we see that uh, now when uh, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, now, when, when he started the Sankir, then it was overwhelming. It, it spanned the, uh, the uh, no, it, it, it actually exploded the whole of India in such a magnificent way. And, uh, no, with like, but then after the, uh, uh, no, after the, uh, no, so after he, you know, unmanifested his, uh, no, his presence in this world, actually, we saw everything seemed to crumble in that way. Everything seemed to crumble. So now the, 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 the point is that now if we apply the same reasoning that okay then okay, uh, now what was uh, now what, what what was the gain in, in that much you know endeavor like that? Firstly, so many people were delivered you know, like that because the material world it's not about setup but like, like the, the, so many people were delivered. But secondly, actually Srila Prabhupada picked it up from there as well. Srila Prabhupada actually, so that's what we hear that actually the, the whole movement, Srila Prabhupada you know, laid it out, but then uh, the, the map was given by, the blueprint was given by Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur, and then the whole setup and framework, you know, like uh, that was Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur actually, and Prabhupada just did, you know, Prabhupada did it actually. You know, that, that was, so, so, in that sense, even from an absolute sense, there was no failure in that sense. Like, uh, so, so we can see in this sense that sometimes, uh, so what I understand is that in this way, even from an absolute sense, there is no failure. 
because sometimes like even in krishna lila there are demons which come and then it appears everything is destroyed and there is problem like that but then that's part of krishna's lila you know to to take it in that way down and then you know uh, and then take the the loving reciprocation up actually so in fact in that sense also uh, like like we have seen our movement also after shila proper's departure it was lot of tough times and it was appearing that things are crumbling up like that and what is uh, but then on a broader scale uh, like if we see that window it's very difficult to take it up and then it is difficult that okay things are all crumbling down and should i should i remain committed or not but if we see now like now we are able to see from a perspective of you know 40 years 50 years means like a few decades have passed and we have seen that yes that phase has actually led us you know led our movement to uh, a very beautiful uh, you know blossoming actually so so in that sense yes on an absolute scale uh, there is no failure as well it's part of krishna's plan to take it sometimes down to you know enhance the uh, in that sense it is a lord's past time so sankirtan is a lord's past time in that sense and secondly on a personal level we see that that yes externally uh, one may be failure but then uh, the kind of realizations that one gets uh, that's not a failure actually if we can so in that sense that actually victory is not just external victory is individual also like we are able to control our mind and senses and offer whatever we have we may have little bit but like little bit also you are able to offer that is perfection of our tiny puny you know like existence like that so on that scale there is no failure actually that's what uh, that, that's what uh, that scale there is no failure actually i mean that's my little bit understanding um, also uh, just i wanted to share one more thing regarding this point that if everything is eventually going to be destroyed like uh, we said then why bother doing anything at all or we, be, we might get depressed so uh, another thing that we read in the bhagavad gita also is that so when we think that everything is going to get destroyed so why bother means that we are sort of focusing on the fruit or the results of our of our activities but bhagavad gita also says that You sh- you have to do your prescribed duties and then leave the results unto me. So if we take it from that perspective also, there is no a reason to get uh, dejected or uh, depressed because we should we should be doing our duties because those are the prescribed duties and leave everything up up to Krishna our time and whether it's destroyed or it's uh, you know it gets amplified, it's up to him. So. Maybe that is also another way to think. Yes, yes. So we, uh, after we failed, uh, we heard that. Uh, so how we can rebuild our confidence again? Because like things going like we lose our control after failure. Even it's material things. So how we can like regret all the things and like come back and move? so uh, one of the things which gives me strength uh, in times of failure is that yes in one sense we take shelter of association of devotees that gives us a lot of strength now um, uh, so and we can see that uh, when in in dejected times we take shelter of navida bhakti that means we take shelter of chanting we take shelter of we can find strength within ourselves if we chant we can really find strength we take shelter we pray to acharyas we 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 can find strength actually to move on so that's one aspect that yes uh, it's all uh, no so in one sense our sadhana is like our food which gives us strength to bear it up actually 
and uh, and uh, and the more seriously we take association that gives us strength uh, the the other aspect is also i have seen that uh, that failure is not something new you know in terms of so we have case studies in the shastras we have case studies in our own movement of devotees going to failures and then continuing their dedication to social prabhupada and then the eventual result coming wonderful so those examples we have and and not only you know in others lives we may have such incidents of krishna's reciprocation in our own life as well in doing our services everything was getting and you know, messed up and everything was heading for a catastrophe but we just continued our endeavors and krishna changed everything actually uh, so krishna actually you know turned everything so so all these you know so again we need to remind uh, i feel with this reminder also we we have enough statistics in that way to speak in that way to speak so when when things are blank then you know we can take shelter of the lord and chant if that is becoming difficult at least we can you uh, know go statistical you know at least we can go statistical that way so then base our decisions you know on that so that these are factors which i feel can help us no so we continue our endeavors to serve krishna just like prabhupad you know he wanted to set up the movement but for so many years it was statistically speaking a failure uh no he tried to set up in jhansi and then prabhupad was it was a failure but the fact the hallmark of you know prabhupad's glory is that he continued his services he did not give up so that's what is the attitude of a devotee that yes let me uh, so when we say we leave it on time that doesn't mean we give up our endeavors to serve so let me continue my dedication and my service and then leave it to krishna that way that's the So we'll stop here. Uh, Kantrashram Bhagavatam Ki, Shilakarpa Adi Ki.